0: Have you started intermittent fasting or have been intermittent fasting for a while, but you don't seem to get the results that you thought from intermittent fasting? Hi, I'm Heike and I'm the host of this show and I wanna welcome all the new listeners to the show and hello to all the current listeners. Topic for today is intermittent fasting and how to get the best results for women over 50, 60 and beyond. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and reliable, so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark Podcast. I want to start our episode off with a little story. Her name is Jane. So that's one of my clients, but that's not her real name. So Jane is 58 and she recently started intermittent fasting and her goal was to improve her health and lose some weight. She was super excited about the idea of time-restricted eating, as intermittent fasting is also called, and she thought it would be a great idea to give her body and her gut a break from constantly having to digest food and give it a rest and feel overall better. But after a couple weeks, Jane didn't see the results that she hoped she would see. She didn't see the weight loss. She didn't see any of the things that she read about that intermittent fasting can do for you. And so she was feeling stuck. She was confused if she was doing something wrong, which is something that many women put first, is that I must be doing something wrong. That's why it's not working. And she felt overwhelmed because she's thinking, I'm doing something wrong, what should I do? Maybe I try this, maybe I am try that. And she was just saying, I must be doing something wrong. I must be doing something incorrect. But when we talked, she said, you know, I really like the idea of the time-restricted feeding, the not constantly thinking about where my next meal is coming from, and all the other benefits that intermittent fasting has to offer. And she was looking for help and guidance from me as an fasting, intermittent fasting coach. And this is how this episode came to be. So today we're talking about how to get the best results for in, from intermittent fasting for women over 50, 60, and beyond. Now, let's talk about the benefits first. The number one reason why many women start intermittent fasting is weight loss. As we age, and you've heard this before, our metabolism tends to slow down, making it difficult to lose weight. We're, the metabolism slows down because we're losing muscle mass. Sarcopenia is basically robbing us of all our not all but many of our lean muscle mass and that's why the metabolism slows down our hormones are changing another whammy for our metabolism but intermittent fasting has shown to promote weight loss and here's a study from the harvard university that says intermittent fasting can be an effective tool for weight loss A review of 40 studies found that intermittent fasting can lead to an average weight loss of seven to 11 pounds over 10 weeks. So there is some evidence that intermittent fasting provides that benefit. Number two, um, uh, intermittent fasting improves insulin sensitivity. And again, here's a study this time from the NIH. Intermittent fasting may improve Insulin sensitivity. A study found that intermittent fasting can improve insulin sensitivity and lower blood sugar levels in people with type 2 diabetes. Number three, it reduces, intermittent fasting reduces inflammation. Chronic inflammation is a big risk for us over 50s. Chronic diseases like uh, heart disease, cancer, or even Alzheimer's are side effects of inflammation and the aging process. Intermittent fasting may help reduce inflammation in the body, which may reduce the risk of those diseases. I mean, there's never a for sure, but this is a dietary change that anybody can do. And uh, another study at NIH says the same thing that their study a study found that intermittent fasting can reduce markers of inflammation in the body which is associated with a lower risk of chronic diseases so reducing those inflammation markers has a huge benefit to our longevity and our health number 4 is improved brain function who does not want better brain function and i'm making i know i'm laughing but i've been there you've been there You leave the room, you go to the other room and you can't for the life of it remember what you were going to do in the other room, what you were going to get. So usually I go back to the first room and hopes that it comes back to me or who has not been in a meeting well-prepared, standing there and just can't remember what you were going to say, sound articulate and smart because suddenly your brain just doesn't function as well. So improved brain function, as some research also suggests that intermittent fasting may help to improve brain function and reduces the risk of age-related cognitive decline. So these are some just four of the benefits that I'm talking about today. There are more, but I just want to bring those to the forefront because insulin insati- sensitivity, reduced, reducing inflammation, brain function are three that are really, really important to us as we are aging and we want to lose weight and we want to feel better to live healthier and to live uh, longer as we already are. So, It is important that we remember, however, that the benefits of intermittent fasting may vary depending on individual factors such as lifestyle, genetics, and overall health. So We're not all starting at the same spot. Now, I want to share uh, five intermittent fasting strategies, which are just five of them that you may have heard of that are most popular and that always show up in the mainstream when you Google or YouTube intermittent fasting. Number one is time-restricted eating, which is intermittent fasting. Initially, it was called intermittent fasting. Then it was uh, reworded into time-restricted eating, but it's the same thing. In this uh, method or this approach, you're typically fasting for 16 or 18 hours, and then you eat for 6 or 8. So you know exactly... Which times you will be eating and which times you won't. Then we have alternate day fasting. So that means that you fast every other day. One day you eat normal amount of calories. And let's for today's episode, let's just use fifteen hundred calories. Just to have a round number. And I'm hoping that you're eating more than that, but 1500 works for my math. And then the next day you only eat 500 calories. So only a third of the calories the day before. And you keep repeating that alternating alternate days fasting. One day you eat normal, one day you only eat about 500 calories. And the next one is the 5-2 diet. With this method, you eat five days normal, and then on the other two days you only eat five to 600 calories and then you keep repeating that cycle now the first of the last two i mentioned the alternate day fasting and the 5-2 diet has not worked for me calorie counting is a pain and the ass for me seriously and weighing everything, reading everything, making sure that I'm eating calorie, the right amount of calories. And we all know that a calorie is not a calorie, but this is not for today's discussion. But calorie counting is way harder and needs and requires a very disciplined kind of person that is really after logging and writing. And then we have the sixteen eight method, very popular, very known. This is like 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating, that's what we hear and that's what we think we should do when we are intermittent fast, but not so fast. And then number, the next one is 24 hour fast. The 24 hour fast is literally what it says, you're fasting for 24 hours, you're just drinking liquids. You don't take any calories, no sweeteners of sorts like like, uh, a soda or anything like this, just water, broth, or um, bubble water came to mind, or tea. So this fast is a longer fast, and you need to be prepared for that. So I wouldn't tell you today, okay, let's do a 24-hour fast. This is not what you want to do. You want to start baby steps. And one of the things that uh, the 24-hour fast always reminds me of when you're getting a colonoscopy, Many people can relate to that, where you drink the slimy drink and it feels really gross. But it's for a good, it's for a good purpose that we're getting a colonoscopy and get our colon checked, uh, prevention of colon cancer with that. Um, but that's about the the extent. And then you have extended fasts, which go twenty four hours, thirty six hours, forty eight hours, and you really need to know that this is not how you start fasting you also want to make sure when you do that that you are the right candidate for it so these are just a few of the very popular or often heard of uh, fasting strategies but the best approach to all of those is depends on your personal goals your lifestyle and your health status so we also need to take all this with a grain of salt with that said, in the intermittent, in the emptiness reboot, we take intermittent fasting one step at a time for six weeks. You go through different fasting protocols that are quite manageable, and none go to 24 hours, to help you test out a week of a particular fast and see if that fits your lifestyle. You you find out if. One works and the other one doesn't. And you have me as your coach to help you with questions you have, with roadblocks that are coming along the way, with any obstacles that you're just stumped like Jane and don't know what to do. So the Emptiness Reboot is really, in my opinion, and my humble opinion, a great way to get into intermittent fasting in a safe and effective way without any gimmicks without anything foods to buy or any supplements to buy and see which intermittent fasting strategy works best for your body and for your lifestyle so i leave a link in the show notes to for you to apply to the intermittent fasting program which starts soon so with that said there are some people that shouldn't fast and i'm leaving a link in the show notes for you to talk about the, let me see, uh, who shouldn't fast. And that's the easy to follow intermittent fasting guide for newbies. And there I'll talk about the people that should definitely not fast among them are pregnant women, but we're not in the pregnant women category. So i leave a link in the show notes for you to read up on that some more. And I have other tips and strategies with that as well. So Let's talk about what is hard and what is easy when we practice intermittent fasting. Because intermittent fasting can be easy, and but it also can be challenging depending on your preferences and your circumstances. Let's start with a fun part. What's easy about intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting is flexible. That's the best part. Intermittent fasting can be tailored to fit your schedule, your preferences, not that of your friends, not that of your neighbors, whoever else is intermittent fasting. And you can choose from the intermittent fasting windows and strategies like the couple I mentioned earlier, and see which one works for you. So that's not just one size fits all. And um, I recently talked to a friend of mine, I had to think back when that was, time keeps flying when you get older, that she said, Heike, I get hangry. I was like, tell me more about your intermittent fasting. So she said, well, I do this and that. I said, well, how long do you fast? And she says, I fast for 16 hours and then I eat for, ate for eight. And I recommended that she is shortening her fasting time. I said, if you're hangry, you're not to be around and she's not feeling good shorten your fasting window and see what happens and she did and she's like it was a game changer a shorter fasting window worked better for her also from my teachings women ideally fast 14 hours not necessarily longer to lose body fat if weight loss is your goal, you may push for longer windows. You will still burn body fat, not only belly fat, but body fat all around, because uh, we can't really target the belly in specific. Just like strength training, you you can't target well. You can target one body part, but it's not as effective. So think about how long your fasting window might be. And number two is uh you don't count calories unless you use the 5. Point, the 52 fast where you ca- count your calories where you do 500 calories many of the other diet plans or or approaches require you to count the calories and we know we hear so much information about don't count your calories it's bad for you well, a calorie is not a calorie. A fat calorie is different than a carbohydrate calorie, but they all add up in the end. But adding them up can be a pain in the ass if you ask me, because then you constantly having to write down, you have to look, you have to measure, you have to maybe screenshot with your uh, fitness pals so you get the information onto your log. So calorie counting is not a thing in intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting can be cost-effective. Why is that? You usually leave out one meal, whether it's breakfast or lunch or dinner, wherever you fast, wherever your fasting window is. And that saves money in the long run. You also, because you are buying the food that are ideal for intermittent fasting goals, for your intermittent fasting goals, you are less likely to spend it on junk food. You, instead of buying the tub of Ben and Jerry's, you go for a big box of, I think, carrots, kale, anything like that, potatoes, whatever it is, um, because that way you put your money to your good foods or avocados. Personally, I would spend it on avocados, but that's just me. Number four would be a benefit. It's easy about or oh, not a benefit, it's a benefit, but it's also easy. It improved energy. Some people reported increased energy levels and mental clarity when they practice intermittent fasting, which can improve productivity and overall well-being. Think about how much better your brain fog will be. And ladies, the brain fog doesn't stop after menopause. I'm going to be 62 soon. And I have those, I call them brain farts, that I just don't remember things. And I sometimes I don't even remember my friends' names at the uh, drop of the hat. Um, so intermittent fasting, think about the benefits of autophagy, of breaking down old cells and recycling them and growing new cells, which overall helps your gut health. Hey, it's Heike. I'm back here at the studio and wanted to share something super cool with you. If you've never been part of the Emptiness Reboot Program, then I'm really going to surprise you. You can go to heikeyates.com and learn how to combine Pilates, strength training, and intermittent fasting strategies. Because if you're watching me or listening to me right now, This is the time in your life to change your health and fitness strategies over 50 and 60. Did you know that Pilates and intermittent fasting combined are the most effective way to lose body fat and supercharge your energy for empty nester moms over 50, 60 and beyond without another diet or spending hours working out? The Emptiness Reboot Program is for women stuck in old strategies, don't know where to start, and need more accountability and consistency in their health and fitness strategies. Most importantly, you'll work with a coach who has gone before you to show you that getting stronger, healthier, and feeling better is achievable over 50, 60, and beyond. So go to HeikeYates.com and apply to be part of the next Empty Nest Reboot program round. We only offer this program three times per year. So why not join now? Go to HeikeYates.com and apply. Moving on to what's hard about intermittent fasting. I know I can go off the deep end here with so much great information about intermittent fasting. So what is hard about intermittent fasting? You will be hungry. Over the time that I have been practicing and talking about intermittent fasting and teaching intermittent fasting, I've come across people who say, you're nuts. I'm not going to starve myself. Well, why should I be hungry? Are just some of the comments that I hear. We have done, as coaches, we've done a really good job teaching people that six meals a day is what we should strive for and that this will keep up our energy. This will be the end all to our nutrition, but it's not for everybody. Intermittent fasting, you will be hungry. As you're changing over to a longer fasting time, your body will say, Hey, it's three o'clock. I want the Skittles and the coffee or whatever it is that three o'clock tells you. But uh, its it sometimes makes it difficult to stick to a plan when you're hungry, but we need to identify why we're hungry. Are we hungry because we're bored? Are we uh, hungry because we are sad? Are we hungry because we haven't eaten all day? We forgot to have lunch. So there's many different reasons why we're hungry. And in the Emptiness Reboot Program, we address hunger cues and what to do about them and how to identify them with easy steps That anybody can follow and do once you know what to look for number two are social challenges you may have now that many people go back to the office again every Thursday breakfast meeting and uh, it never seems to fail those meetings have donuts don't ask me why that is a thing maybe the, per- the person who buys it thinks, oh, it's great. I want a donut. I, this is a good excuse to eat a donut. But aside from the bagel, there are always donuts from what I hear because I don't go to an office. I don't have an office meeting. But that's what I just heard from my husband when he had a breakfast meeting. But you may go to your breakfast meeting and say, oh, I'm not hungry. People will take a stab at you. Oh, are you trying to lose weight again? Oh, Is this not good enough for you? Oh, so you're starving yourself. And these are big stabs that people take. And that's none of their business, really, what you're doing. But having to take it or maybe defend why you're intermittent fasting, which I think you shouldn't do to begin with. Don't defend it. Let them think what they want to think. And stick to the guns can be hard. Number three, there are potential side effects when you start intermittent fasting, if you're starting slow, they're really minimized. And some of the side effects could be headache, definitely fatigue as you're eating fewer calories because you're eating fewer meals and other symptoms. But if you start slow, you minimize those side effects or the hangry feeling that my friend had. And number four is what's hard about it, it's adjusting to a new routine. You know, when you eat, like I said, the six meal a day thing, you're used to it. When I started intermittent fasting, I wanted my afternoon snack because by God damn it, I earned it. I worked out. I exercised. So I do want my snack. So it took a while to adjust to that, but it's totally doable. Doable. Baby steps all the way. Overall intermittent fasting, ladies, can be an effective tool for weight management and improving overall health, which goes back to the energy level, the autophagy, the eating fewer meals, less stress, all the good stuff that you can have. While intermittent fasting may have challenges, many people, after they try it, find it outweighs the difficulties and the practice Makes it easier to maintain and practice doesn't make perfect, but practice makes better. You know, now, if you want to know more about or additional benefits of intermittent fasting, um, I'll put a link in the show notes for the article I wrote, The Five Amazing Ways or the blog post and a podcast I record, The Five Amazing Ama- Five amazing Ways Intermittent Fasting Helps in Midlife. This is really A great post, if I may say so. You will find out what what it means to simplify your meals, why you boost fat burning through intermittent fasting. So definitely, i leave a link in the show notes because our topic today is the eight ways to get the best results from intermittent fasting for women over 50, 60, and beyond. Number one, start with a shorter fasting window. I can't keep emphasizing that enough. Don't go 16-8 because you hear that's the thing to do. Start with an overnight fast. 7 p.m. This is where we usually eat dinner. 7 p.m. is my thing. Then you sleep through the night. Then you get up the next morning. You drink your coffee or tea, whatever it is you're doing. Then you start eating. Now, when you drink your coffee in the morning... You want to make sure that if you add anything to your coffee, as in milk or cream, use high fat, full fat cream. I know it sounds contraintuitive to what we've been taught over all those past years, low fat, low calorie, low this, low that, um, instead of like oat milk, uh, oat milk or half and half and things like that, because that way you're not breaking the fast right away. Because you're not adding any sugar to your fasting, and your autophagy continues, then once you eat breakfast or brunch, whenever that is, you're starting your you're starting your feeding window. So start slow. Number two is choose the right fasting method. I gave you a couple of of ideas of what you could do. And in the Emptiness Reboot program, we have a whole bunch more that make it even easier. There's so many different ways you can go about this. Time-restricted eating, uh, alternate day fasting, whatever it is, choose a protocol or a strategy that fits your lifestyle and goals and that you can stick with in the long-term. If you are a breakfast eater and that's your thing, and you can't leave without having an awesome breakfast, then start your strategy off a little differently. It it doesn't always have to be leave out the breakfast. It could be eating breakfast later or almost brunch and then have an early dinner. There's your two meals again. It just takes some time to figure out what it is that works the best for you, not for somebody else. I know I keep saying this, but People keep coming and saying, well, shouldn't I do this and that? So number three is drink plenty of water. Staying hydrated is not only good for your tissues and for your organs. It's also good for fending off hunger. When you're hungry, drink and you will. And if you're watching this in a replay, you may watch me with a video. I always have a cup of tea. 90% of the time you will find me with a cup of tea next to me on my desk or training my clients or whatever I do, I drink herbal tea that keeps me hydrated. That also I use in the the morning, I drink fennel tea and the afternoon I drink turmeric ginger, also healing properties and anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, But hydration is key when you uh, intermittent fast and hydration doesn't mean with wine and beer and soda pops. That means no sugar, no um, no beers as not no no hops and stuff like that. But it's water. It's bubbly water. It's tea. It's green tea is also very good for that. So think about that. Number four would be plan your meals. Hear me out. Planning meals is no longer as difficult as it used to be when the kids were home. You're an empty nester. It's you, maybe you and your spouse, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever you have, it's just the two of you. So you can make this work. Now, here's what I do. I plan two meals usually. I I started out with three meals, but there were too many, too much food for us. So I start out with two meals that I plan. Then I make sure that I cook like let's say for instance last night we had cod and we sauteed the cod in olive oil and we made sauteed oh so good fennel ever sauteed fennel in uh, avocado oil another good great healthy oil to add to your uh, list of oils to add fantastic delicious but I made so much fennel last night that Today we're, we're grilling some chicken, so we're going to add the grilled chicken to the leftover fennel. So that covered two meals. Or I do the other one, if we're, since we're grilling chicken, it's going to be leftover chicken, and I may make some pesto chicken with that and add some vegetables to that. Uh, maybe some potatoes, depending on what I shop for the week. So a little bit of meal planning uh, and planning ahead helps you avoid poor food choices when you're hungry. And you know how that goes when you come home from work, may have missed lunch because of a meeting. What do you do? You open a bottle of wine, crackers and cheese will hold me over until dinner. Alcohol, not so great. Cheese, definitely not. Crackers, hmm, neither. So if you make sure that you have some cut-up vegetables, or you have even some fruit at a, a banana. There's nothing wrong with eating fruit. That may That is a better approach instead of grabbing maybe the chips or the crackers or the pretzels, the salted pretzel, because you're so hungry. And when you drink and you eat, you will most likely overeat. Okay, moving on to listening to your body number five. Intermittent fasting is not suitable for everyone as you found out earlier. But it's so it's important to listen to your body and stop fasting. If you feel any of the severe or more negative side effects, like you feel super weak, then you haven't eaten enough. You haven't eaten enough or you, your fasting window is too long if you are getting raging headaches same thing you are fasting too long for where your system can tolerate that so listen to your body as you are experimenting with fasting times number six is eat a nutrient-dense diet during your eating periods so what does that mean When you're eating, focus on consuming whole grains, nutrient dense food that provide the body with vitamins, minerals, and macronutrients so it can function properly. That means instead of the French fries, let's use French fries as an example, eat a baked potato. Baked potato is fantastic. It's a whole meal. You have all the nutrients in there. Where the french fries are fried in in not so good oil and adds additional calories as it's soaking up and it's not that healthy. You can pick the donuts versus the whole grain bread. You can think of uh, the chips versus a banana. So there's a whole bunch of things where you think, okay, what gives me what I like to call the biggest bang for the buck? when it comes to my nutrition, what keeps me full the longest, what is tasty, what is fresh, what is not processed, which is foods that don't have that many ingredients. And that means like a a long list of ingredients. Number seven is incorporate regular exercise. Regular exercise can help you enhance the benefits of intermittent fasting, such improved insulin level sensitivity and weight and fat loss. Look to incorporate both cardiovascular and strength training into your exercise routine. So the recommended time is 150 minutes a week. So that's not a heck of a lot. That's 30 minutes a day for five days a week. And one day you run, bike, swim. The next day you do Pilates because did you know that intermittent fasting and Pilates combined are the most effective way to improve your fat burning. With that said, Pilates, strength training, weights, bands, body weight exercises, they all come into play and in the empty reboot. We'll do all of those. Pilates, we do strength training without equipment, with just some light, light weights, bare little equipment. So when you think about the combination of the two, Intermittent fasting burns body fat. Pilates and resistance training improves muscle tone and strength, improving the creating more muscles, which helps offset sarcopenia. The muscle loss I talked about earlier, that's the way to go. And number eight is get enough sleep. Now, getting enough sleep is very tricky, as we all know, but it can help support or get support from intermittent fasting. Look for seven to nine hours of sleep each day and establish a regular routine. So I call this the sleep hygiene. Cool room, close the curtains, uh, de-stress before bed. You, You know the drill about what you should do when it comes to sleep, but many times we talk about that women in menopause can't sleep and night sweats let me tell you i'm going to be 62 soon i'm having the same problems it's not suddenly boom my menopause happened 10 over 10 years ago and the symptoms went away no your hormones are still raging differently, but they're still raging. So I still wake up at sometimes at night at three in the morning and I twiddle my thumbs wondering what I'm going to do. And hopefully I count sheep and I go to sleep and I did all my sleep hygiene. It happens, but it shouldn't be the the rule. I talked about intermittent fasting, how it can improve your sleep quality. And when we're looking at intermittent fasting and sleep quality, we're talking about the circadian rhythm that can affect your sleep and how when you intermittent fast you can affect that circadian rhythm and Think of it like you have your period, which comes in, if you still have your period, in intervals, in regular intervals, and that's the circadian rhythm as well. So i leave a link in the show notes so you can check out that uh, post as well. So here they are, your eight ways to get the best results from intermittent fasting for women over 50 60 and beyond number one is start with a shorter fasting window choose the right fasting method number three drink plenty of water number four plan your meals number five listen to your body number six is eating nutrient-dense meals during your eating periods number seven is incorporate regular exercise and number eight is get enough sleep. Remember, intermittent fasting is not just one tool for achieving optimal health and wellness. Focus on a balanced, healthy lifestyle that incorporates good nutrition, regular exercise, and good sleep, which is so important for our overall health and supporting our overall health and well-being. Choose the right Intermittent fasting time. Pick a time of the day that works for you and stick to it. Uh, this might mean you're skipping breakfast, eat your first lunch, a meal at lunch, or stop eating earlier in the day to allow for a longer overnight fast. So you have to choose. But also cross train intermittent fasting is like, I think that sounds really great. I like to cross train. I encourage everybody that I come in contact with to cross train. So why not cross train our intermittent fasting as well? Mix it up. Try different types of intermittent fasting. Yes, I said pick one window. You want to test it out. You don't want to just do it one day. Uh, You want to try a week or two weeks and see how your body adapts and adjusts to your new eating regimen and protocol. If it's alternate day fasting, time-restricted eating, To keep things interesting and avoid boredom, mix it up every now and again. It's just like your exercise routine. You want to mix it up every now and again, but not all the time. So I want to make that clear that I'm not saying on Monday, you do... Monday, Tuesday, you do alternating fast and then you do a 24 hour fast and then you do a, a 24 and then you do whatever. Now, for two weeks, check out one idea of fasting If after a week you feel that's not for you, then move away from that approach, right? Don't stress out because we know stress increases cortisol levels and cortisol levels do what? Increase belly fat. We don't want that. So if you want to experiment and experience what that all might be like, check out the Emptiness Reboot program. I will leave a link in the show notes for you to apply as the next session will start very soon after this episode I'm recording today airs. And I'd love to welcome you in the Emptiness Reboot program as we're combining Pilates and intermittent fasting and strength training for an effective way to help you live healthier, stronger, feel better overall, and function better. Thank you for joining me in today's discussion all about the best ways to get the best results from intermittent fasting for women over 50, 60, and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about the Emptiness Reboot Program, we provided links to it in the show notes captions. If you're learning from and if you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's a zero-cost way to support us. In addition, please subscribe to the Pursue Your Spark podcast on Apple and Spotify, and you can give the show an up to five-star review. If you have any questions or comments or topics or guests you'd like me to cover on the pursue your spark podcast, please put them in the comment section on YouTube. I read all the comments and I respond there. If you're not already following me on social media, I am at Heike Yates on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And I should mention it that on those platforms mentioned, I cover fitness, Pilates, strength and intermittent fasting topics for Empty nester Moms over 50, 60, and beyond, which sometimes overlap with the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Get on the list for my weekly newsletter by grabbing one of my free guides for Empty nester Moms over 50 to reclaim your health by going to heikeyates.com thank you for joining me in today's discussion about ways to get the best results from intermittent fasting for women over 50 60 and beyond thank you so much for being here see you next time ciao